Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am grateful to be here, and I am glad to be here. Happy Fourth of July. For those of us that live in the United States, this is the time that we celebrate our Independence Day. We're going to talk about something, but I think it has application no matter where you are in the world. So listen carefully. You know, first of all, let's go back a couple of hundred years. Let's go back to June 28th of 1787. It was the Constitutional Convention when the colonies had come together trying to put together the Constitution of the United States. They had studied constitutions around the world. They would looked at different governments. They went back to their own constituencies, looking in their own colonies, and they were coming together. And guess what? Nobody could agree to anything. And it was just Instead of being a nice, smooth transition, let's create it, yeah, rah, rah, it looked an awful like politics today. Ah, what a shame. But then an 80-year-old man, the oldest man at the convention, addressed the president. And, and I would recommend that you go and look at Benjamin Franklin's address to the Constitutional Convention. And you might have to put in regarding prayer. But it is so powerful. You know, he starts out by saying, uh, hey, wrote it to the president. Mr. President, this is the small progress we've made after five or six weeks. We're getting nowhere. He says, we have different sentiments on almost every question. We got just as many nays as we have eyes. And he's just, I think it's the perfect example of human imperfection, he said. And so we think we're so smart but we're running, out of, we're running out of that smartness. We're not getting anywhere. And so he goes, he goes on to say that all this groping in the dark to find political truth, when it's right there in front of us, we still can't see it. And then he goes, this is to the president, sir, how has that happened? That we have not hitherto once thought of humbly applying to the father of light to illuminate our understanding. He says, in the beginning of the contest, the war with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in the room every day for divine protection. He said, our prayers, sir, were heard and they were graciously answered. And he said, all of us who were engaged in that struggle, we must have observed frequent instances of his providence in our favor. And now, he says, have we forgotten that powerful friend? Or do we imagine that we no longer need his assistance? And he went on and talked about he knows that God being involved is essential for the growth of the country. And he, in, this, in this particular address, I looked at that and I said, well, there's three things that I would say come back from what he said that tie into leadership today. You know, for um, the last two months, you may have heard me say, if I could look a leader in the eyes, if I could look a president of this country, doesn't matter the president, if I could look him in the eyes and say, here's two words. If you'll follow these two words, you're going to make the biggest difference you could ever make on this country. You know what those two words are? Take responsibility. Just take responsibility. Because what's the opposite of taking responsibility? The opposite of taking responsibility is to lay blame, to lay shame, to justify that's just the opposite. And what do we see our political leaders doing now, or even our business leaders, even in our families and some of the things that are going on in our communities? 
And where are the people that stand up and take responsibility? They would really, the only way they can elevate themselves when they, in fact, what's happening is we're seeing it, uh, leadership is afraid of a future. They can't see a bigger future, so they're afraid of the future. And if you're afraid of the future, you can't bring people into the future. So how do you elevate yourself? By pushing everybody else down around you. So what are those three things that were mentioned in Ben Franklin's address that I think have direct correlation with take responsibility? One, humility. By taking responsibility, a leader recognizes their role and their potential faults in a given situation. That's an act of humility. And that's where Franklin was calling on us to acknowledge our own limitations. And then wisdom. When leaders take responsibility, they are more likely to seek wisdom, whether from a higher power, ideally, but advisors, personal reflection, prayer, etc., they're going to make decisions and they're going to rectify mistakes. And that calls for his call for us to seek out our friend, divine assistance. And then the third one was taking responsibility fosters unity. So again, humility, wisdom, and unity. If I take responsibility, you bring your people together. When a leader takes responsibility instead of laying blame, they create an environment of trust, which can bring countries, companies, and families all together. So go back, find that. We'll put a link here. Read it. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me if that's, if you followed that, you wouldn't become an even better leader. Let's celebrate this 4th of July with gratitude. Shall we? Have a meaningful week. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye.